This is a Federal News Network podcast. Many federal agencies issue annual forecasts of procurement, what they plan to buy and when. For the second year now, members of the Professional Services Council have scored the quality of those forecasts according to a list of attributes. For how they did, Tom Temin spoke with the president and CEO of the council, David Berto. So yesterday, uh, PSC had our annual federal acquisition conference, a very successful conference, but under COVID-19, it's the first time that we've had to hold this conference in a virtual uh, format, and, and it, it was well attended, uh, a lot of productive comments by government officials from DOD, from the Office of Federal Procurement Policy, uh, from a number of federal agencies as well. So, um, But one of the things that we did is we released our uh, second annual business forecast scorecard. Uh, we started this a year ago. Uh, we developed 15 attributes that we evaluate agency forecasts because you know, companies depend on what the agencies say uh, is coming out in terms of contracts, in terms of schedule, in terms of size, type of work, et cetera. And so we developed uh, with our members about 15 attributes. We graded 48 uh, agencies last year. We're up to 60 this year. And, uh, and, and we had a, a lot of signs of improvement, in fact. Uh, you know. All right, we so- rank them according to good, fair, or needs improvement, sort of like the good, the bad, and the you-know-what. All right. Who's the best agency in terms of the well, forecast it puts out? Well, there, there are a couple that were top last year and are still top this year, and that's USAID and, and, uh, and, and the Education Department. Um, but the most improvement was actually done, and one of the highest scores was done uh, by what used to be called SPAWAR and is now the Navy Information Warfare Systems Command, uh, NAVWAR. And, uh, and they made, it, they made a, a, literally a 50% increase in their score on, on the attributes. And it was clearly a concerted effort on their part to, to do a better job. Uh, in fact, one of the things that we found as a result of our scorecard last year is a lot of agencies contacted and says, hey, we'd like to do better, right? Because it's not just companies that benefit from this. The agencies benefit as well. They get better proposals. They get better results from their contracts. They get more competition. All right. And which agency or agencies would you say have the most opportunity yet for improvement? Uh, well, that's a long list. OK. And, and uh, although I would say that this year we, we did uh, rise up, we actually had a couple of agencies last year that scored negative, which means they lost more points than they than they gained from their attributes. And if, if you think about what these attributes are, right, a lot of it is, is you know, how frequently do you update it? Is it something you can download or is it just a PDF file that you got to copy and paste and, and convert into your own? Right. Um, or the, does it have the information that companies need to have to be able to make decisions? Can you search? Right. Uh, is there somebody to call if there's a confusion or an error? So there's a lot of things that are really just process as well as content. Uh, and, I, and I think the, the process areas are where every agency still has room for improvement. So there's nobody yet who's perfect. All right. But who's the most imperfect? Just give us a couple. Well, let's see. Let's look at our, our, our negative scores here. The agriculture department doesn't do very well at all. Um, uh, Social Security Administration is in bad shape. Uh, there are elements of uh, DOD that are in bad shape, and we don't score a whole agency. We score the subcomponents of the agency, right? So, so it, you've got seven parts of DHS that are up in the good category, and you've got a couple of parts of DHS that are down in the not so good category. So, yeah, because uh, some of these components are as big as other agencies altogether. So you really have to kind of look at them in a fine-grained way. We're speaking with David Berto, president and CEO of the Professional Services Council, and another big development expected this week is that ruling on what companies can buy and use from China. This is something you and I have talked about, that the, the, the regulation pursuant to the 2019 NDAA has still not been issued, but maybe now we can see it. 
Right. This has to do with uh, the law that says uh, contractors cannot uh, have or use equipment from certain banned Chinese companies, Huawei, ZTE, uh, Hikvision, et cetera. And, uh, and part A of that law went into effect last year. Part B is uh, takes effect August 13th of this year, so less than a month away. And, and what we've heard last week is the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs uh, put on its website that they had cleared uh, the rule from the federal acquisition regulation that would implement Part B, which is the part that says no contractor, you can't sign a contract with a company uh, that doesn't certify that it's not using and its subcontractors aren't using this banned equipment. Um, it's essentially an unexecutable law and the way it stands right now. There is no list of what is banned. There's companies that are banned, right? But there's no list. The closest we have is a Commerce Department list of uh, of banned equipment, but the Commerce Department is is happy to tell you this is neither comprehensive nor complete. Uh, you got to come up with the on your own, and companies are going to have to certify uh, before they can be awarded contracts that they're not using it, and that none of their subcontractors are using it anywhere in the world. Uh, and and you know now there is a waiver in the law, but the waiver has to be done at the agency level. And my experience, Tom, is such waivers are a big challenge. And in this sure. case, particularly, how do you sign a waiver without looking like you're being soft on China? All we've asked for is an extension of the time period necessary here so that companies can do the homework. You don't even know what you're supposed to do until the rule is out. And we haven't seen the rule. Yet. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't do anything till the rule is out. So at least that right. step looks like it's about to fall into place. So the, the real potential danger here is, is contracting officers will either have to take a leap of faith or they're not going to sign any contracts after August 13th. And this is a pretty scary proposition. Uh, so we're, we're continuing to work this. We were hoping to get uh, a statutory extension. Uh, but that hasn't happened yet, uh, and, and, and we expect uh, this to be a big problem uh, a month from now. The PSC will be working on this every day. But it's fair to say the issuance of the proposed rule from OIRA at least will take this process a significant step down the road. Absolutely. Uh, you, you have to have the rule to be able to know what you're analyzing, what you're preparing for. Right. Uh, companies have been kind of in the dark, so how do you guess at what's going to be needed? So the, the release of the rule will be important. It will be a comment period. We expect, and OIRA said it would be an interim rule, so it would take effect immediately, and it would be a major rule, so it would be a, a big deal. Well, we already knew it was a big deal. Okay. And in the minute we have left, we should discuss the fact that the COVID pandemic is continuing, but the appropriations to pay contractors through it is not continuing at this point. And that's a big concern, too. It, it is a big concern. Uh, you know, in DOD's testimony back in June, uh, they noted that while they have the flexibility uh, to use available funds, and the law clearly provides that, it's under Section 3610 of the CARES Act that passed last March, they have the flexibility to use available funds. Uh, they may not have enough funds available. Uh, but for PSC, a larger question even than the funding is the question of the expiration date of the statute. Uh, it's designed to protect the workforce, the skilled workers and key personnel that, uh, that can't uh, can't work on their jobs because they can't get to the facility uh, and they can't telework. Uh, but that law expires September 30th. And, uh, and unless you believe that there will be no COVID-19 impact after September 30th, the law needs to be extended. And there's precious little time and precious few legislative vehicles to do that. So PSC will be pushing hard on that this week. David Berto is president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive, and you can hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.